0: hello welcome back to jumbo episode 27 since we did our top 15 favorite current nfl players today we're going to do our top 15 favorite nba we're going to throw out some honorable mentions as we generally do i have several to say the least so i'm going to let kendall name his honorable mentions
1: first all right, I've got three honorable mentions. I've got Taco Fall, Jeff Green, and LeBron. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and name yours off.
0: So with mine, and you guys have figured out by now, like I was just telling Kendall, I go a little crazy when we do NBA because it's, it's, it's my thing. Like Kendall probably could have gave you a ton of NFL honorable mentions. I could give you a ton of NBA. So I read 21 honorable mentions. So I'm just going to read them off and not really talk. I mean, I may stop and say one quick thing about each of them. Or not each of them, but just a couple. But for the most part, just going to read their names. And just to put this out there, there's many more people that I'm a fan of. Like, just uh, for example, huge Matisse Thibel fan. I think he's great. He's not on my honorable mentions, but I'm a fan. I like Rudy Gobert. I know that. Yes, I know that's not his last name. It's spelled that way, so, you know. (laughs) But um, I'm a fan of a lot more guys, but these are just the ones that really come to mind. Like, I made my list just off the top of my head, and this is everyone I had wrote down that didn't make the top 15. And it's in order from least to best, so this is 21-1. to Tyler Hero, Harrison Barnes, Cam Reddish, Derrick Rose, Justin Jackson, Montrezl Harrell, John Morant, Reggie Bullock, Cole Anthony, Jimmy Buckets, Blake Griffin, who, if he had played more in the last couple years, would have been in the top 15, John Wall, same thing. I actually really, really like John Wall. Buddy Hill, Kobe White, Cam Johnson, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Jalen Brown, Malik Monk, and the top two, Jason Tatum and Paul George. Both would have made my list, but I know they're on Kendall's and he'll talk about them, so I intentionally left them off. Jason Tatum would have been in 15 through 10, and Paul George actually would have been top 10, but they're left off for that reason. So, that being said, we're going to jump into 15, and I want to say my number one last because I told Kendall he'll never guess it. So, I'm going to let him go first, so that way I get the last thing on this, and (laughs) Kendall's going to start off with his fifteen.
1: Alright, well with my honorable mentions, like I said I had Taco Fall, Jeff Green, and LeBron Taco Fall is just a guy that you, I mean, you, you got gotta one. like, I mean, he, he's just so big It makes him funny to watch when he goes out there And he makes these shots over these guys Makes him look like nothing Jeff Green, I actually just put him on here because yeah, After last night, I kind of liked watching him play He went 6 for 6 from the 3 line when I was watching I think he missed a few when I turned it off like 6 for 9 Yeah, probably did it's just, He's just good because I was watching, that's what it was yeah, I got you <laughs> And then I have put LeBron on there. LeBron's a player that, you know, I think he's the best of all time, so I'd put him on there. You know, yeah. just that, that's the reason why. But my 15, I have someone I think James will have pretty high, so i put him low. I've got Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is a great center, fun to watch, and he teams up well with LeBron. Just had a lot of injuries this year, which fine. kind of hurt him. But, you know, he he's still great.
0: I'll talk about him later because he, like Kendall said, is on my list. And he's actually probably the only big man on my whole list. Like you have one other guy on here who's at 14 and you'll see shortly who you could consider a big guy, but he's really not. Um, As a person that played guard his entire life, it just, you know, I like watching them better because I know what they're doing and I can kind of dissect it more. That being said, a point guard at number 15, I have De'Aaron Fox. I've told you guys before I had a lot of respect for him in college after seeing the interview after North Carolina beat him and he was in the locker room crying, knowing he's going to be a top-ten pick, knowing he's about to be a multimillionaire, but crying because he lost in the NCAA tournament. You just have to love something like that. And outside of De'Aaron Fox as a person, because generally I started being a fan of this guy just because of the caliber of person that I thought he was, the guy's got a heck of a basketball game. I mean, the dunking, he's... One of, if not the fastest guy in the NBA. His name's Swipe of the Fox. And this year he's actually added a little bit of a three ball. He's always had like a competent shot. I mean, It's not like a Ben Simmons level bad jump shot. But it's never been consistently like if you have the option of, okay, I can either play off Dear and make him shoot or I can play on him and then he's probably going to drive by me and dunk it. You would obviously play off and let him shoot, but now you can't really do that because he's competently making these three point shots and just expanding his game. And I think he's going to continue to do that and eventually be a. I mean, he's already good, but I think he's going to eventually be great because there's just, there's levels. There's levels to this.
1: At my 14, I have Tyler Hero. I think
0: that oh, he's, he's on a, honorable
1: mentions. Oh, he's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's he's he friend. was. Never mind. Uh, I like Tyler Hero. I like how he's arrogant and he can usually back that up, but this year we didn't see much from him. But. I enjoyed watching him last year, and I really was rooting for him to win the finals, but, you know, it didn't happen. Nah. But Tyler Hero is definitely a fun player to watch, and I really am starting to like him. I like Tyler Hero a lot.
0: I just need him to pick it up a little next year because this was a bit of a down year for him. Yeah. Sophomore slump happens to not everyone, but almost everyone. Like, you have those rare exceptions, like, LeBron did not in any way, shape, or form go through a sophomore slump. No. Neither did Jordan. But, you know, these. Even players that can't, like, you can turn out to be a superstar and still have a sophomore slump. It's just just a thing that happens. Uh, 14, even though I just made a mean comment about him, I have Ben Simmons. You know, it is, it's really hard for me to watch Ben Simmons because, you know, as a basketball player, even though I don't play now, I still consider myself to be a basketball player. Um, I feel like most of the people that know me, even though I haven't played in a little while, kind of still do. It, this guy's really hard for me to watch sometimes because as the point guard, you're supposed to be able to consistently knock down your free throws, which is so undervalued, like just hitting your free throws. Um, I was a technical shooter for the last couple of years, and I realized how important free throws were. I worked on it just as much, if not more, than anything else. I won't say more, but very, very close to it. Um, and just being able to you know, c- shoot competently. Like, your point guard's 90% of the time a pretty decent shooter. And they, that it really bothers me a lot of the time when there's a hack of being and this guy can't make a free throw. I'm like, this is your point guard. Like, that, you need to be able to do that better than anything else. And it it really does bother me. But um, the reason he's 14 is because he's so versatile. He can genuinely defend 1 through 5, which not many people at all can do. He's got a 6'10 frame, can guard a point guard, can guard a center, and I trust him to do either. Um, You lock down your best player, very athletic, and the the thing that puts him in the list with me, despite how bad he aggravates me a lot of the time, is his playmaking. He just creates so well for others, and I feel like once you play with Ben Simmons, you're a better player because of it, because he just elevates a lot of people's levels. You know, him and Joel probably aren't going to have a lot more time together because of conflicting play styles. Joel, can't do what he wants to do because where Ben Simmons can't shoot, it's a lot easier to double-team him. So that's really unfortunate for Joel, but overall, I think he's still a great player. I don't love where he is right now. I mean, Philly went and got shooters, which was really, I genuinely believe, the best thing Philly could have done because they really needed to space that court. I just don't ever see Ben and Joel winning together. I could see both of them winning without one another, but... I don't see this Philly team winning it. If they do, it's not that I would be shocked, but I would be slightly surprised if that makes any sort of sense. But I still like the guy overall. I really, really, really hope, wish, and just need in my mind for him to be able to make a free throw like 70%, at least preferably 85 if you're going to continue to play the point guard position. If you go to power forward, I really don't care how you shoot free throws. It's, that means nothing to me. As a point guard, though, you need to you need to bring that percentage
1: up for sure. See, Ben Simmons is one of my least favorite players. That's kind of funny. But am I – is this 13, I guess, now? 14? Oh, no, it is. You went
0: first. I'm sorry. Okay, this yeah. This your 13.
1: 13, I've got Jay Crowder. He was a great Celtic, but unfortunately he was part of, you know, the worst trade we've had in franchise history. We lost him, Avery Bradley, and Isaiah Thomas for pretty much nothing. Yeah. So, that was kind of hurtful. I really liked him and Avery Bradley, but – It's good to see him turning up in Phoenix. I'm excited to see, you know, if they'll win this year. I'd like to see him get a ring. He deserves one because we came so close every year until LeBron just had to put us out both times. So, Jay Crowder
0: at 13. All right. I I like Jay Crowder. I talked about him the other day, a very undervalued role player. I have at number 13 the epitome of a bucket getter, D'Angelo Russell. I'm not going to talk about D'Angelo Russell does everything greater. D'Angelo Russell plays great defense. Or D'Angelo Russell playmakes, because let's be honest, he doesn't do any of those things. And it's really unfortunate, because coming out of college, like I've said before, a lot of the reason people were so high on D'Angelo Russell is because of his playmaking ability in college. What happened to that? I don't know. But the guy can get you a bucket. And I love, I've got a t-shirt, Kendall I think has seen it, it's long sleeve. it says Ice in My Veins. It's like a blue ice-colored t-shirt. Man, I love that shirt. Uh, I love the the mantra, you know, it's just, it just a cool saying to me, like, I like it, I like that he celebrates, I like that he gets hype, I love the Minnesota fit, I understand that Minnesota was horrible this year, however, I expect them to be better in years to come, because they got a good pick this year, they have a young Anthony Edwards, they have a mm, middle-aged for NBA, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley's good, They need to get rid of Dario Sarek if they're going to play him at center. If they're going to play him at power forward, fine. But if you expect to put him in at center and him be even somewhat competent, you're probably not going to do very well. But overall, I, for some reason, believe in this team. I, I could not tell you why because the franchise does not have a good history and all these guys are young. But I think they're going to put it together again. And I'm thinking to myself why because I'm trying to give you a reason I can't. But... I love D'Angelo Russell and the composition, I guess just the the roster, just the composition of the roster. Looks like it's getting there to me. So, D'Angelo Russell at my 13.
1: At my 12, I've got Steph Curry. Curry's not really one of my favorite players. He's someone I respect, and I'm excited to watch him play just because I know he'll get in history, and I got to witness that. It's kind of like looking back on people like Joe Montana and Will Chamberlain, for example. You know, I didn't see the 100-point game. But with Curry, I've seen all these records of him hitting all these threes and stuff, and I'm—it's cool to see him, you know, do that and become this un- incredible athlete. So, I'm rooting for him to break a lot of records. I like Me watching too. him, and now since they're not, you know, winning the championship every year, I can root for him a little bit. So, yeah, Curry, twelve. I love Steph Curry. He's on my list too. He's actually not f-
0: that far away. Number 12, a little bit similar to D'Angelo Russell, just a lot better. Uh, Bradley Beal, again, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, his defense, oh, his playmaking, oh, he does this, oh, he does everything. He doesn't. He scores. <laughs> I mean, period. That's what Bradley Beal does. Give Bradley Beal the ball, he'll get you a bucket, period. That That's really it. I just I like a guy that you can give the ball and just say, hey, will you go score? And he's like, yeah, no problem, and does it. And he gave this speech to a bunch of high school kids that I really enjoyed listening to, which is when I really started paying attention to him. He was telling them how hard it is to the, get to the league. And he's like, if you want to get to the league, you got to and play me. You got to and guard me. It's like, you got to take my job. And ain't none of y'all taking my job. Ain't, can't none of y'all guard me. And I was like, that's that's tough. I was like, that's that's tough. He's, For one, he's right. Like, can't none of y'all guard Brad. That's so you know? the little kids, you know. <laughs> They're high school kids. They're high school kids.
1: Well, I mean, but like, even like a freshman, though, it's just like, is for this hopeful. I could see myself being in that <laughs> position.
0: I'd be like, "Play me right now," and then he'd kill me. But I, I'd want to play him personally. I'd, oh, yeah, I'd try to talk trash and get him to play me just to see how bad he beats me, which would probably be whatever we're playing to to nothing. But they could be a cool experience. I've always said I'd love to play an NBA player one on one. Would I win? Maybe, probably not. Depends who
1: it is talking to. Definitely not.
0: Probably not, but would it be a heck of an experience to see where I stack up on a basketball level? Absolutely, and I'd love to do it. My, you know, I'll put this out there. My absolute dream player that I'd love to play, and it will never ever happen, obviously. But I, I'd do anything in the world to play Kyrie Irving, and it's because when I was growing up playing, the number one thing I felt more confident in than anything else in my game was my ball handling ability. So I'd love to, like, I'm I'm not saying it's on Kyrie Irving level, but I'd love to play against him to see what level it really is on, just to see how much better he is, or to see if I can do some of the things that he can do. And would he inevitably beat me? Probably, but it would be just a heck of an experience. But anywho, Bradley Beal, because he can get a bucket anywhere, anytime, and very resilient player. I think he cares a lot about the basketball community when he's going and doing these things for high school kids, so like to see that getting put back into the game bradley bill
1: my next one i have robert williams he's a center for the celtics i think he's highly underrated he doesn't get viewed at all and playing behind you know a washed up tristan thompson doesn't help but at the same time you know why are we not playing this guy more and more he is so dominant and he's he's a big guy too i think he's a really great player i think he'll be great in the future because with all the money we paid tatum we're not going to have a lot of money to invest in superstars and with Kimba talking about leaving, who knows what's going to happen. But I think Robert Williams will be just fine. I think he'll stay acidic for a long time.
0: Hopefully so. I think he's he's definitely a little undersized, like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, but he seems to do really well. I, I'd like to possibly move him to the power forward position and – bring in maybe a new center, and I think that would work a lot better, because then you have Tatum playing his true position at the three instead of the four. Jalen Brown at the two. I don't necessarily know what you want to do with the one, because I'm not ready for Peyton Pritchard. I'm I'm not a Celtics fan, so I don't know why I'm saying we, but I guess I'm talking to Kendall. I'm not ready for the Celtics to say, let's start Peyton Pritchard. I think he can get there, but as of right now, absolutely not. So, uh, overall, though, with Brad Stevens in the front office, I I believe in what the Celtics are doing right now. I think Danny Ainge was the problem. Just my personal opinion, but...
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Number 11, quite opposite the last two guys, a guy that really can do everything, Lonzo Ball. His shooting has came a long way. It was atrocious, his rookie season. And does he have the best-looking jump shot now? No. Does it go in a whole lot more than it used to? Absolutely. From the day this guy stepped in the league, I've loved watching his defense. He has a really good mind on when to switch, which a lot of people struggle with. But he switches off his defensive rotations phenomenally, probably, honestly, and I hate to say this with him being such a young player, probably better than I've ever seen anyone do. I don't know how he has that such type of mindset because most of these players, that's a lot of players' problems coming out of high school, is they were the man and they weren't expected to play defense because they just went out and dropped 60 every night and everybody was happy with it. But this guy's really been a lockdown defender. I can't say that he can defend one through five because he's six. He is 6'6", but I I don't feel good about Lonzo Ball defending my five. I feel okay about him defending my four. Like, if it's the best we can do, fine. But one through three, this guy's locked down. I love everything he does. I'm really happy to see the jump shot coming along. Of course, he's kind of got put under the radar with his brother, winning rookie of the year actually today. So I hope this guy can get his bag this season. He's wanting a bag. I think he'll get it for his continued improvements, and I really hope he can stay healthy. I think that's the biggest thing.
1: Very true. Uh, my next player is a little bit low, probably since I'm a Celtics fan. I just talked about him, but where he's wanting to leave, I've got oh. Kimba down on the list oh. because. I didn't even put him. On. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I feel see, so I had him up higher. He'd probably been top seven, but since you know he's kind of pitching a fit, one out, I got to drop him some. This is a player I really respected in Charlotte. I, I was glad to see him come to us. I figured we'd get a ring with him. With him, I mean, Marcus Smart, we had Tatum. We were looking good, and once again, we are just falling apart. So, I've got Kimba on the list, just not as high as he probably should be. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, when you make a list off the top of your head, you absolutely forget people because Kimba would have undoubtedly been in my top 15. I mean, not even close. I mean, I definitely like him a lot more than Fox, Simmons, Russell, Brad, Lonzo probably would have been 11 going off that cuz yeah, I don't like it more than my number 10 guy which is Steph Curry. Oh, what do you say about Steph Curry? I mean, the guy's he's like a basketball god. I mean, what what is this guy? I mean, I guess I've said before, I was watching him before when they were still in and he was shooting these step-back logo three-pointers and I'm like that's not fair like you shouldn't I don't know how you make that not allowed but it shouldn't be allowed that you're that good that you can consistently make that shot like the guy's unbelievable I've never seen anyone do this type of stuff I mean what what in the world like that's all I know to say what in the world and just to watch this guy break records and do things that we've never seen and know that in 20 years people are going to be talking about Steph Curry and getting to say I watched when he was a nobody to coming up and being the unanimous mvp and just watch all the things he's doing it's such a cool thing to witness and he's a great guy too like one of the best people in the whole league so you can't hate him love steph curry and he's he's just so fun to watch just the way he moves off the ball the way he gets open and the way he shoots the friggin ball holy crap i mean what do you (laughs) say like that is insane so steph curry number 10
1: Coming in my nine, I've got Buddy Hield, a guy that destroyed us in Oklahoma. Oh, I, see, I'm saying us as a Washington fan, but he's a very great athlete. I'll never forget his half court shot he made that got called back because the time went out. That's one of my favorite plays in Washington history because you know we got lucky by the wrist for a change. But I like watching Buddy Hield. I feel like if he gets out of, is he still in Sacramento? Yeah. If he gets out of Sacramento, he might become something. But he ain't gonna become nothing in, in
0: Sacramento. Yeah. He's in a tough role right now. I don't like Luke Walton at that coaching job at all. I hope he gets out of there real soon. Number nine, I've got a player that Kobe said he liked a lot, saw, put a lot of Kobe's game in his game. I've got Devin Booker. Torching right now. Guy looks great, but uh, there's just something that I enjoy about watching a scoring two guard. I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you, but I don't know. It's just when the two guards going out there killing and Doing well for himself. I, I love to see it. Just getting buckets. Like Brad Bill, I just like Devin a little better because of some of the things that I would heard Kobe say about him makes me like him a little better. I you know, I got a little bit of a Kobe affinity. I'm uh, a big, huge fan of Kobe. So The guy torches. The guy makes big shots in big moments, and he's doing well in another big moment. Playoffs have come. Devin Booker has came ready to play. And the 8-0 bubble run, especially the last two years, the guy looks great and has been snubbed for an All-Star two consecutive years. Keeps it up like this. No way it happens next year, but th- this guy's fun to watch play, and I'm loving the camaraderie between him and Chris Paul. They seem to get along really well, which doesn't happen a lot with Chris Paul, so really cool to see.
1: My next player I have, Carl Anthony Towns. It's uh, a guy I really feel bad for right now with his parents both dying from COVID. I mean, that's just something insane. To th- Wait, both parents died, didn't they? No,
0: no, no,
1: no, just his mom. Just his mom. Well, I think his dad has died too, though. I don't think so. Well, anyway, you still feel bad for influencing his parents to the – Worldwide pandemic going on. But he's a great athlete. He's not letting nothing stop him. They weren't the best this year, like you said. I mean, they got a lot to work on. But I feel like when they draft Cade Cunningham, they'll be fine. (laughs) But Carl Anthony Towns is definitely a great center. I'm excited to watch him play this upcoming season. I feel like they will be better. But maybe still not championship-bound, of course. But still exciting to watch. Yep.
0: If they get Cade Cunningham, I definitely feel good about them. But the draft lottery is... Been pretty crazy the last couple years, so there's no guarantee of getting that first overall pick. But if they do, that'd be awesome. Number eight, the first player I watched a couple of his high school mixtapes, no full games, but Colin Sexton, very, 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 very undersized two guard, not a big dude, but he still gets his. And again, I I don't, I didn't think I'd have that many players like this because a lot of the times I just like really sound players, but can't play defense. Well, not a great playmaker or anything. He just gets buckets. A lot of guys said he should have been an all-star. Personally, even being a fan of him, I don't know about that. But uh fun guy to watch. You know, really, that's the that's the big kicker. Very fun guy to watch. Just you know, he, he destroyed the Nets. The first it's like the first team they played after the Big Three got together, and Colin Sexton killed him. Went off for forty something, and. Very resilient player. Plays with a lot of heart. You just love to see guys go out there and put their all into everything. And I think Colin Sexton, along with Russell Westbrook, does that more than anyone. Just love to watch the guy play. Puts everything into it. He's developing a much better shot. Not that it was ever horrible, but it's getting a lot better. And I think once this guy learns to play make for his teammates a little bit, because it seems like some of the Cavs teammates are not happy about that, he's going to be a phenomenal player. So I've got him clocking in at number eight right now.
1: Coming to my number seven, I've got Marcus Smart. This is a guy that does better coming off the bench than starting in a game. He gives it his all. He's one of the toughest players on the Celtics lineup. I love watching him play. And he's great at flopping. That's a crucial part of the game right now with all the refs calling stuff. So he has sold that very well. I think that in the upcoming future, he might leave the Celtics, unfortunately, because, I mean, like I said, he comes off the bench a lot. He does great off the bench, but – I feel like he's gonna to want to try to start somewhere and he will head out. And plus we're not gonna be able to afford a big contracts. So no. <laughs> definitely someone I love right now, but I just hope he doesn't leave.
0: Yeah, he's a really fun guy to watch. Like I said, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of players. That would absolutely be one of them. He just didn't happen to make it. But lo- I mean, love to watch this guy play. Number seven, I had a an in-depth conversation with y'all about this the other day. In years to come, I genuinely believe because my number two through four are getting up there in age a little bit, and so is my number six. Number five still relatively young, but this guy is eventually going to be a top two or three favorite player for me. I, I got Donovan Mitchell, number seven. Man, this guy is something else. I, I talked to you guys about the way his body movement is that I've just never seen from another player, that I love to watch how he just rotates his shoulders and moves the ball and keeps the ball away but keeps the ball close. It's like It's this crazy thing when he's going down the lane. Crazy dunks. Shoots the ball well. Uh, I'm not going to talk about him too much because I think it was literally last episode that I had like a 15-minute conversation by myself about Donovan Mitchell. (laughs) So you guys don't really need it. If you do need it, go back and listen to last episode for like 15 minutes. Um, Yeah. But this guy is awesome. Carrying his team right now, even though it is 2-2. I did pick the Clippers in that series. I hope the Jazz win. I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. He's going to eventually be a lot higher on this list. It's just, Man, he's so fun to watch. Duncan, shooting, tries his hardest on defense, and gives it everything he got. Was begging Quinn Snyder to let him play the other night after he twisted ankle. Was begging to play. Just wouldn't let him. But, ah, man, this this guy's something special, and I cannot wait to see his
1: playing career develop and continue. Coming in at number six for me, I've got a player that's already been named. I've got D'Angelo Russell. I really like D'Angelo Russell. I'm so glad he left the Lakers. I That's when I kind of was liking him, but I was like, I can't root for this guy. He's a Laker. But when he left the Lakers, I started liking him a lot more. He wasn't a very good fit in Brooklyn, and honestly, he wasn't really a good fit for the Warriors either. Mm-mm. But now in Minnesota, he does great. He's a great you know, leader of that team. And I feel like if he gets the right help, he can be pretty dominant.
0: I like it. Let's go with my number six. Number six you guys have heard me talk about before. I got my guy Danny Green here. Huge Danny Green fan. Just, you know, there's some things he does well. There's some things he does poorly. As a matter of fact, in the last two years, unfortunately, most of the things have done poorly. I could see this being his last season. If so, you know, been a great career, either three- or four-time champion. I can't ever remember. I think two at the Spurs. Uh... One with Toronto, one with the Lakers. So I think he's a four-time champion. But this guy's awesome, man. Plays defense. Really started the the 3 and D thing. Like, he was always the epitome of a 3 and D player. Goes down, knocks a 3, locks up your best 2 or 3 guard. Comes back, hits another 3. He's just ready to go, man. Carolina guy, obviously a big part of the reason he's on here. But you guys have heard me talk about Danny Green. I love Danny Green. And he'll always be a player that... I'll hold on to and in 10 years I'll still talk about Danny Green and it'll be kind of cool because nobody else is going to have a absolute clue who I'm talking about but I love the guy I really you know Philly would be a team I'd root for to win not over Phoenix but if Phoenix don't make it and Philly does I'll be rooting for Phoenix or sorry I'll be rooting for Philly for Danny Green to add one more ring onto his resume and hopefully retire off of because I don't want to see a guy play too long and then everybody remember him for his old self who kind of isn't the best right now. So I've got Danny Green clocking in number six.
1: Breaking into the number five, I've got Jamal Murray. I like Murray. I think that he is very talented. I think he's a little bit better than Donovan Mitchell. That's just my opinion. But him and Mitchell both have a lot in common. They're both they're very good leaders of their team. They both play on pretty, pretty stacked teams. But I just like Jamal Murray, without the injuries, has a little bit of an advantage on him. I think he's a little bit quicker. But Jamal Murray is definitely a talent missed in Denver right now. If they had him, they probably could have won it all this year. I I just feel like that's one thing they're really missing. But another player I'm excited to watch, and when he's on TV, I definitely tune in.
0: I like it. Number five, I have a guy that I've always said is my favorite player in the league, but when I sat down and thought about this list, I realized how much I really enjoy watching the guards more just because I know what they're doing. So I've got four guards ahead of him. But a player that I still absolutely love and will be one of my favorites till the end of time is Anthony Davis. Love the guy. Plays defense. Blocks shots. Comes down the other end. Makes tough shots. I feel like sometimes he takes shots that he doesn't need to take. Like, he'll take a fading jumper on a 6'2 guy. It's like, okay, that went in. So it's like, I hate to tell you that it's a bad shot, but like, that guy's 6'2. You could... You can back him down into the post, man. Like, you can get a better shot. And he usually makes the stupid shots, so it's hard to call him stupid. But that that's a bit mm, frustrating at times. And, you know, clearly this year dealing with a lot of injuries. I'd say that Lakers-Suns, I won't say who I think would win, but it definitely at least goes to seven with a healthy Anthony Davis. I mean, that goes a long way. You know, I've always said I love him. I still do. He fell a little bit just because I – I generally enjoy watching guards play more. It just, I, I comprehend what they're doing at all times, not just on the offensive end more. But this this will be a player I love forever. I love watching him defensively. He switches one through five, guards anyone, smacks shots off the backboard. And when he's healthy, is a top five player in the NBA, in my opinion. But unfortunately, having a really, really, really difficult time staying healthy right now.
1: At my number four, I've got a guy that I wish was in my top three. I just couldn't put him in because these other three have got an advantage on him. I've got Blake Griffin. Injuries has really ruined his career, I think. But when he was in L.A., he was so dominant. That team should have won so many championships with Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan, but another team that just failed to win. But Blake right now is it the best chance he's ever had to win a ring, I think. If they can beat this Bucks team, I don't see the Sixers or the uh, – Phoenix? Hawks, no. Oh. I'm just talking about in their division. On the list. I think he can definitely make a championship. He might not win it, but I think they can make it, and this is his best chance. So, Bud Griffin at four. Yeah, I like
0: it.
1: Number four, I got KD. Okay.
0: When I talk about players that are fun to watch, to me, in my own personal opinion, there is no one more fun to watch than KD. This guy is so silky smooth with it. His defense has came a long way. He used to get knocked a lot in OKC for not playing defense at 6'11". Now, you know, he'll block a shot or two. He'll make – does really good closeouts with his huge wingspan. But, gosh, just how smooth this guy is. It's just such an incredible, beautiful thing to watch. And just the way he moves the ball, the way he crosses over, the way he elevates for his jump shot, the way that 6'11 Giannis, who's the same size as him, has never even gone close to blocking one of his jump shots, even though they're the same size, and Giannis is known to be more athletic. Just nobody can block him. And uh, his jump shot just looks so silky smooth and fluid. The way he pulls up is my favorite thing about his game. Like, he'll just be dribbling. He'll just pull up like you never see it coming, and it just... It looks so good, man! Like it's crazy. There's nothing more fun to watch than the way this guy scores, and I generally believe there's nobody that can guard this guy. I just think when KD misses a shot, he just he just missed a shot. Like, don't take any credit for it because you didn't do anything. He just he just missed. That that's all. But this guy's you can't awesome. Make them all. No, you can't make them all, and that's all it is when KD misses to me. So this guy's awesome. I've never enjoyed watching a basketball player play more than when I watch Kevin Durant. This guy's just special special, and is going to go down as an all-time great. He already is, but in years to come when people go back and watch this, oh, man, it's going to it's gonna be awesome.
1: My number three is someone that should have left a long time ago but is decided early this year. I've got Damian Lillard. I really would like to see him become a Celtic. I mean, I'd be okay with, you know, getting him – trading like Jalen Brown and two first for him. I feel like that would be fair, but, you know, if we can't get him – I understand. I mean, he wants to go play somewhere probably like LeBron where he, can get a, where he can get a better chance for ring, and no hate on him for that. But I definitely love watching his game. He's very dominant. He honestly does not get enough credit. I know that sounds a little bit bizarre, but he really don't get no credit. The only reason the Trailblazers are halfway decent is because of Dame Willard. So Dame Willard clocking in at three. Cool. Number
0: three, I've got Chris Paul. You guys have heard me talk about Chris Paul Chris Paul, to me, is just the prime example of what a point guard should be. Distributes the ball. Every team he goes to wins. I mean, obviously no rings, but every team he's been to, Thunder, Phoenix, has drastically improved the second he got there. Houston didn't necessarily record-wise, but they made it to the conference finals with Chris Paul there. Man, man, he's just... This guy's special. Like He's been doing this for almost two decades now and, man, I, I don't even know. It's just, just the way he does it. Like, he playmakes, he plays defense, and then he tries to playmake. He looks for the lob. He looks for the corner three. It's not there. Okay, he takes a fading mid-range jump shot, fading over a 6'11 guy, and makes it every time. Does not miss. I I don't know what this guy's... Deal. Okay. If they ran that fadeaway play for him with the pick and fade, say 100 times a game, he'd probably have 50 points. I mean... i swear he doesn't ever miss i don't know what it is but this guy just it's a piece of artwork to watch this guy play just this is what a point guard was to me growing up you know this is the way you're supposed to play you're supposed to play make for your teammates lock down and then score when you need to and make your free throws which he also does this guy is just special and to me is gonna go down as what a point guard should be hall of famer I I hope more than anything in the world he gets his ring this year. He deserves it so, so much. And I'm I'm really rooting for Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns to finish this thing out this year.
1: My number two is a guy that I've bought every version of his shoe I can buy. I've got Paul George. Um, I mean, how can you not like Paul George? He's so dominant. He was a great pacer. Not a terrible member of the Thunder, but... I definitely like him as a clipper the best, I think. I feel like he's playing his best ball as a clipper. They they have a good chance to go all the way this year. I feel like they won't, though. With Kyle, uh, Kawhi being out indefinitely, I definitely think they will fall pretty quick. But Paul George is definitely one of my favorite athletes. I enjoy watching him play. I like his play style. And he's just a cool guy. So Paul George at two.
0: Like I said, he would have made my list, but I knew he'd be Kendall's number two. I know his number one is, too, but that that's why I didn't talk about him. I but... think if
1: you've listened to any the episodes, you know my number
0: one Yeah, is. you really should. But uh, My number two is I got Russell Westbrook. You know, this guy's awesome. I, I just love to see a guy play with this much intensity and heart and really passion is a good word. This guy comes out ferocious, plays harder than I think anyone has ever played. I think he puts every ounce of energy and effort that he has in his body to win every game he participates in all game every game he plays all season doesn't matter how significant or insignificant it is the way the guy dunks the ball i mean just so ferocious like he dunks the rim like it owes him money like he beats the rim like he like it owes him money seriously it's like where's my 20 bucks from last month bow dunks it Comes out, gets a triple double every game, and it is. A, people say it doesn't help him win; they win seventy five percent of the time. Russell Westbrook has a triple double, so if you've ever said that, you are essentially wrong. Um, very productive to a winning team takes a lot of hate that I don't think he deserves. I think it's a little ridiculous. Th- this guy's just a special player, and you know he's going to continue to take hate. But I think when you know people look back in ten, twenty years at Russell Westbrook, they're going to realize how vastly vastly underappreciated this man is. Great point guard. Great ball player. Takes a lot of hate because people think he's a crappy guy because his attitude sometimes. I don't think he's a crappy guy. I think he's a great guy. I just think he cares about winning, and it genuinely affects him when they lose. And I love to see that because I'd be the same way. I hate losing. Everyone should hate losing. If you don't really mind, then please don't ever play sports. I just... You don't. But I, I love this guy. And every... Effort that he puts into the game seems like it matters to him in his whole life. And I loved his MVP speech. I miss him being on the Thunder, but I'll continue to root for him wherever he goes. I don't even care if it's my least favorite team. Wherever he goes, I got him.
1: And for my obvious number one, I have Jason Tatum. He's the guy I bought my first ever NBA jersey of. Um, he's going to be the leader of Boston for the next, I can't remember how long we signed him for, but I think it was pretty long five years, yeah. But Definitely my one of my favorite players. I didn't like him when we drafted him, though. I wanted uh, De'Aaron Fox, but Tatum has definitely been better, I think. Uh, I really want this guy to get a ring eventually. I don't know if he will with Boston, unfortunately, but definitely a fun guy to watch, very dominant, and can shoot threes being as tall as he is. That's a big-time thing. And plus, his free throw percentage is excellent. Very good for a tall guy. So, Jason Tatum at one.
0: Who's my number one?
1: I really don't have a clue. Like, I no clue. I, I not a guess. Not a single one. I mean, I feel like it'd be like a Carolina player, but at the same time, I don't. Like, I'd say like Kobe White or somebody, but I don't think Here's it is. He a does. honorable
0: mention.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, he was. Never mind.
0: Yeah. I'll let you throw out one guess See, if you I got I thought
1: it was Westbrook. You told me it was someone that's not in the playoffs right now, and Westbrook was your two, so I don't know. Honestly, I ain't got it. All
0: right. I kind of cheated. I kind of cheated on my number one. Uh, We did our top 15 current NFL and... Kendall had Mac Jones on his honorable mention. Randall had Trevor Lawrence at his, like, number eight or something like that. I don't remember. It's been a couple days. So I was thinking, huh, rookies. Do I want to include any rookies on my list? I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if it's fair, because, I mean, I haven't seen him play an NBA game yet. I don't care if the guy sucks. I've watched him since his junior year. Love the guy's game. Awesome to watch. Gonna be an absolute superstar. Gonna be a unit wherever he goes. I'll put Cade Cunningham at number one right now. I don't care. I would have never got that. <laughs> I put Cade Cunningham at number one right now. It hasn't been drafted yet. And the thing with Cade Cunningham, it's not is he gonna get drafted. It's is he going number one. Yeah. Like he'll be drafted, he's gonna go to the. Sure. He's going to the NBA. Like period. So
1: when you come out of the Big Twelve, you're a great athlete anyway. Big yeah. 12 is such a dominant conference.
0: I've talked about this guy a ton. I just His playmaking ability is second to none. The guy makes his teammates better. I think he has the ability to elevate his teammates anywhere he goes. Personally, I'll put this out here now, the team I'm rooting for him to go to, that I've decided where I want to buy my Cade Cunningham jersey from, <laughs> is Minnesota because of Malik Beasley, because of Anthony Edwards, because of D'Angelo Russell, because of Carl Anthony Towns. I think you add that piece and you are boom. A playoff team. Now, they have cool jerseys, which is good for me. But I think you're a playoff team as soon as you add Cade because I think he's going to come in year one and not be a superstar, but a very, very competent, sound player. Needs to improve the jump shooting just a little bit. Um, His percentages this year weren't great, but there weren't really anyone at Oklahoma State to help him out, so he was shooting like 15 times, I mean, per game. <laughs> Way more than he normally shoots. Like generally this guy likes to play make, which is why I like him so much. But he had to shoot a lot more at Oklahoma State cuz there wasn't anybody competent enough to actually help him. So he didn't get to play to his strengths as much as he would wanted to. And even not getting to play to his strengths, he's still probably going to be the number 1 pick. That's how absolutely phenomenal this guy is. Defense, great at it cuz he has such a good frame. I I have nothing bad to say about Cade, man. I I love this guy. Comes in and sucks. I've watched him since his junior year. I'm going to love him regardless. He'll probably be my favorite player in the NBA till the day he retires. I'm already in love with this guy's game. Hasn't stepped on an NBA court yet, but i a huge fan of Cade Cunningham, and I cannot, again, as I've said before, my quote, you could say, can't wait to get his jersey. Dread paying for it, but it is what it is. Cade Cunningham clocking in at my number one, and if we ever make another one of these lists, I can just about guarantee you that's where I'll be the next time. Got anything to say before we close it out?
1: This was definitely a harder episode for me. The NFL ones are, you know, I don't even have to look at those. Well, that's why I had to do it the
0: opposite.
1: Yeah. But I enjoy doing a little bit of basketball. It makes me open up my horizon and think a little bit more, too, because a lot of these players you named I forgot about. Yeah. Like, so it's it's fun to think about it, but I would have never got that number one. I was thinking of someone that's currently playing. Yeah, so. you see,
0: they're not in the playoffs.
1: But you're right. <laughs> and, I mean, he's technically an NBA player now, so, yeah. Yep.
0: Kate Cunningham, number one, alongside Jason Tatum. Kind of interesting. Both our number one favorite current NFL or sorry NBA players will be mean, the only two players we've ever got NBA jerseys from. Kendall already has his Tatum one, and the second, Cade Cunningham decides what number he wants to wear, I'll have his as well. So it
1: took me forever to find that Tatum jersey. I, I wanted the black one, <laughs> and I finally found it after like four months of searching. Yeah, I hope I don't have that problem,
0: but we'll see. Because I I bet you whoever, I mean, it's it's the number one pick every year. Whoever goes number one, his jersey will be flying off the shelves.
1: But if you get, like, if you're wanting, like, just the away or home jersey, it's easier. I picked the black statement jersey. You have
0: to get an alternate. Or, like, I I know it's not called this in the NBA, but, like, the color rush per se. I know that's not what it's called, but in NBA, it's just alternate. The city edition? Yeah, the city edition. That's it. But, anywho. I'm looking forward to getting that. I think it'll be cool to have. Cool, ba- uh, you know, in a couple years when it doesn't fit anymore, and I'll be able to say, you know, I got that jersey when he was a rookie, and now he's averaging 30 a game and he's the league MVP because it's definitely going to happen because Cade Cunningham is an absolute stud. But anywho's, it's been a fun episode. You guys know I had 21 honorable mentions. Goes a little crazy when we go to NBA because I definitely know what I'm talking about just a little bit more. So been a fun episode. This will come out tomorrow. We're recording it on a Wednesday. I'm 90% sure. So. We Oh yeah, I've already told you guys last episode. May or may not see you at all next week. I want to make that very clear in this episode because it is the last one if we don't have any next week. We're going to be at the beach. There's a very good chance that whenever we find out who the draft lottery is on the 22nd, which is a Tuesday, which will probably entice me to do it even more. I will probably make about a 10-minute episode with Kendall about how we feel about the team Cade Cunningham is going to go to, which is whoever gets the number one pick. So we'll look into that, and we might do it. We might not. If we don't do it, absolutely we'll do it the day we get back. But no promises on episodes next week. Um, If we don't have any next week, I will see you the following Tuesday, which will be June 29th, so... As of now, plan to hear from us then. Hopefully, we'll get you guys one next week. No promises. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Appreciate you listening, and I'm out of here.